Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel, also on all the major audio podcasters and Odyssey as well. Credit for the intro to Justin Campbell at jcamp1521. He has a lot of work for other podcasters and stuff, some of the big dogs. So if you're someone out there looking to, for someone to commission work, whether it be intros, editing, clips, whatever, uh, he's your guy. Go hit him up. Um, today my guest is Jeremy, or just Jeremy. He's one of my patrons um he is actually one of the up to the sponsor level patron uh and today this is a basically i, I have a ten dollar level perk which allows you to get a curated episode um and so i'll provide that you know to kind of show appreciation for my patrons because i uh, obviously i appreciate the help um and you know obviously when i say it's curated it has to be some sort of content that i actually can jive with uh, Jeremy definitely has a lot of that that we can I can riff off of uh, going on in his life. So this should be a fun one, a little bit freewheeling all over the place. So it's not really like a strict topic. Uh, the last one I think I did an agorism versus session with a uh, with uh, one of my my other friend. Uh, God, I can't blank on his name right now. I feel bad. I'll think of it in a second. But um, ah, dang it, I'm actually really really bugging me. I can't think of his name right now because he's a good guy. Uh, but he I, I had an episode with him. Go check him that one out too. That was a while back. Uh, you know, just so you guys know how this works, uh, today I'm, this is a third, and if you're watching this on YouTube or it's also on Twitter, I'll stream too as well. You will you will be watching the live stream. Um, the pay, like so you don't have to pay anything if you're watching now. You get it all that, but immediately after I'll take it down and I'll put it up back up uh, public about a week from now. Uh, so if you want to be able to have access to it in the meantime or any of the other perks that come along with the Patreon, uh, you need to go to Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash so NoWayJose2020. Um, you know, the lowest level being two bucks, the highest level being 20 for the sponsors. And I read those off every episode. So my sponsors are CD McRae of the Whiskey and Tea Podcast, Jeremy, who's my guest today. Uh, he has an Etsy uh, at Etsy.com slash shop slash Raising Liberty. He has a lot of Liberty content. Maybe he'll expand on that a little bit. That's up to him. Uh, you can follow him at Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. Rhymes, just like, you know, the word rhymes when things rhyme. Uh, I also have a new one, Mikel Thorup of the Expat Money Show. His whole thing is uh, helping people move, you know, whether it be out of country and stuff like that. And uh, I've talked on before that I'm a big fan of uh, kind of moving to where, you know, you feel like uh, liberty will be um, – how do I put this? It will be amenable to you. So, I mean, obviously I think most people – I mean, some people might find opportunities, especially like I talk agorism a lot. So if you're someone looking to for entrepreneurialism, you can actually find a lot of that in – places where the state's stifling things because uh, with that usually comes a lot of opportunity but generally speaking i think you should probably be trying to move to the country trying to move to uh, at this current point in time uh, red states who knows maybe 10 20 years down the line maybe that'll flip uh but it's kind of how things look right now uh, you know but you know, for him he's more about moving out of the country so this is gonna be someone with a little bit more means but i also think that's good too if you're someone who has means and you want to move somewhere to where it's more amenable for you uh, i definitely think you should do that uh 
uh, uh, next week to do a little plugs. I have James Gentleman coming back on. He's someone I've podcasted with a bunch. He's a great guy, great interviewer. Definitely go check out his show, Blackbird. Looking forward to having him on again. He's someone – him and uh, Jacob Winograd are both guys I kind of started out with, and we did a lot of our a lot of shows together. Uh, tomorrow, the 4th, uh, Tower Gang, uh, Tower Power Hour. I have uh, – we have – I think we actually may begin Jacob on. I haven't come to confirm, so I know we always joke that we wouldn't bring him on, so we might be bringing him on for that one. Uh, that'll be the last episode we have before the uh, the Run Your Mouth – or not Run Your Mouth. Uh, that's the name of the podcast, but the uh, Summer Porch Tour uh, event at Top Lobster's House here in Florida. Uh, so if you haven't got tickets yet, I mean, at this point, uh, they may or may not be sold out. I'm unsure. Uh, I mean, whenever this go, goes public, it'll be too late because it'll be coming out after it's already done. But you might be able to check out the podcast. I'm not quite sure where that'll be published. Uh, more to come. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. It's going to be a fun time. The whole Tower Gang. Uh, everyone... Everyone's got tickets, so because uh, me, Cole, and Clint both live kind of in the area, so we're all driving. And then you have Toad, uh, Toad, and uh, Reed obviously live out of state. Toad's in Mass, I think. Uh, Reed's in like he's supposed to be going to New Hampshire, but I think he's still in like Ohio or one of those fucking states. I always forget which state he's in. But he's a uh, he, he's coming down too. They both have tickets, so the whole gang will be there. The last time this happened was Tom was two thousand, and this is that's the only other time it's happened. So and it was a blast. So I'm looking forward to it again. You definitely, if you can, you should go out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and obviously Top Lobster will be there as well. Uh, he's basically another one of the gang. So I really, really, really think you guys should check out. It's limited uh, tickets. So if you're watching the live stream, uh, if you somehow manage to catch it and you're in the Florida area, you can make it. I definitely think you should try. But, you know, teach their own. Uh, but I think you're missing out if you don't go. Uh, yeah, uh, as always, you know, I mentioned Top Lobster. Go to toplobster.com. Use Jose at checkout for 10% off. He has all the good uh, Liberty merch, all the podcasters you like. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of the Liberty podcasters. He's got me. He's got Natural Capitalist, Liberty Lockdown, Tower Power Hour, pretty much all the gear. Uh, yeah. And also he has all his, some of his other great designs. So definitely go check that stuff out. All right. Let's bring in Jeremy. Oh. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Jose? Hey, what's up? Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. So they know who you are, what you're about. Uh, you can use this as an opportunity to plug your stuff. We'll do plugs in the end as well, because I like plugging. I am a, yeah, I'm, this is a grift, grift, a, a grift safe space. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, uh sure. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I just go by Jeremy uh, on the internet for now, um, and uh, my wife and I—we've uh, been married for 17 years. Have a big family. Um, uh, the Etsy store was one of uh, several uh, uh, attempts we've made. One of our most recent attempts to uh, to pull our own grifting, you know, scheme. But um, but yeah, the Etsy store is still alive. We still make sales, and we're still building on that. But it's it's been a slow process. It's not a huge deal. Um, have a few shirts I'm proud of, but um, yeah, it's just a little thing that you would do. And then the the book that's mentioned on the end, that's really uh, my wife wrote that book um, after I think eight of our children were born. And um, oh nine, I'm sorry, nine. I've been corrected. Fact check. Um, so it has most of her experience as a mother who home births and and uh, and did all the research necessary to make yourself feel comfortable enough to do that in the first place, you know, so it's got a lot of good information and it's a very short book. So kind of like uh, Bastiat's law, but for pregnant women, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the real plug on Etsy. Uh, if, if I yeah. had my day. <laughs> Thanks man. 
Oh, no problem. Yeah, sounds good. A uh, quick question just because I find it funny. Uh, I have two kids, and I uh, and like between my two kids and my wife, I struggle to remember their, their, their birthdays. I can. I can name them all off. Can you name off all of your kids? No, your uh, no, no. You, you're exactly right. It doesn't get easier. It just gets harder. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. my, my wife saves me every time I, I mean, every time I need bailing out. Yeah. No, my wife is uh, like that. She has all of our birthdays memorized, our social security numbers, credit card <laughs> number, just memorized. Like, like wow. okay, whatever, you know. The, uh, the... I think that's what we guys need. You know, someone who's willing to do that. <laughs> like, I, I like to make jokes about women a lot, but at the same time, like, the woman is like the best thing I going going in my life. Like, uh, she pretty much handles everything. You know, <laughs> right? Makes oh. life. Imagine how much harder it would be. You'd have to hire a secretary, and you may or may not marry that the secretary. You know, what a what a, what a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start off with uh, talking about uh, recently. It actually just dropped today. The premiere. Uh, obviously, I did a live stream about a week ago. So if you're someone who's not a patron, you could have watched it. But also for my patrons, uh, you had the opportunity to watch in the meantime. Uh, I did an episode with uh, Jacob Winograd. And this one, uh, we've never really, like, actually gone into it. Uh, but we kind of – this time we decided, like, uh, all right, I'm going to – we're actually going to dig into it. Kind of the uh, – I guess I wouldn't call it a debate, but we kind of did the whole atheism versus theism sort of thing. Right. And, I mean, don't be wrong. Like, me, neither me or him, like, really care to be contentious about it. So, right, like, right. But we kind of were like, we'll we'll dig into it, yeah. uh, and so we kind of did it. Uh, so it's probably one that I would say it's probably one of the more friendly exchanges you'll see of that kind of thing. It's true, because um, usually it's way more adversarial, and usually the atheist is like, "You stupid theist," and then the theist is like, "You you godless heathen." And uh, whereas like both of us, we're just chill. We don't care. We're you both can friends. Y'all are friends already, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it helps yeah. to be friends. Have so you I want seen, uh, good omens. Did you see the that that show? uh no it rings a bell uh, I, okay. I don't i haven't seen that show yeah no sorry sorry yeah it, it, that was a strikeout i was uh if it did it would you, you two would would make an okay good omens uh, is that is that a thing to do with the show yeah <laughs> yeah there's an angel and a demon oh uh, oh wait wait maybe i did watch that show uh there's only uh, one season so far i think yeah that was the one with the the one uh god what's his name the dude who was know, on the right? dog obscure but he's been in a lot of stuff yeah, it was the Doctor Who guy that was in that, right? The yeah, one, wait. One yes, of one, of, one of them was the Doctor Who had the demon, right? Isn't, wasn't he a Doctor yeah. Who? And the other guy was like, he's been in a few things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's I don't know. I, 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 they're like very recognizable actors, but I, I can't think of their name off the head. Yeah, I know uh, really one of them was the uh, the demon was the uh, purple man from from uh, the that one Marvel show. Because I'm, I'm a big comic book nerd. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. which I, mean, well, I don't remember him in a Marvel show. Yeah, no, he was uh, in uh, the only good season of Jessica Jones of the Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, I never watched. Yeah, I, I skipped Jessica Jones. I would actually say watch it. The first season is dope. The rest is trash. Uh, okay. The, the, the rest is absolute trash. The first season is really good, but the reason why it's really good is because the villain's really awesome. And then, you know, once the villain's gone, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah, how do you reinflate that balloon after you pop it? Like, a lot of people don't realize Jessica Jones, not to go nerd out, but Jessica Jones in the comics, like, the storyline they adapted in that first season was like literally the only storyline she's really well known for in the comics. Oh, so the wow. fact that they tried to continue making seasons after that, she just the becomes user. after yeah. that she becomes Luke Cage's husband, and she's more of like a supporting character in storylines. Luke Cage's wife, right? Yeah, or husband, wife. Yeah, you, you know good, what I mean, good. I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, you never know what they're doing these days. Yeah. I mean. No, this is like over a decade ago. So they, oh, okay, they were, okay. this is back when it what they oh, weren't really shoving that down our throat so much. Right. Yeah. But, better uh, times, man. Yeah. When comic book characters could be comic book characters. Yeah. 
And even then, even in that storyline, Purple Man was the best part of the of her storyline before. So like it really was the villain that made that storyline. And then once she ran her course, she kind of just became a supporting character for Luke Cage, and that was the end right. of her pretty much. So yeah. the fact well, they even tried to make other seasons was like, why? Why? <laughs> been a one and done, right? <laughs> pretty much. There's not it's much like more to her fun, character. Not yeah. as good. So yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I think you may have commented and uh, and you had you had a lot to say about it. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that episode. If there's anything uh, you want to pick out, you're I'm assuming you're a religious fellow yourself, uh, or no, or, you know, no. Um, I came from religion like you. Actually, I came from a Baptist upbringing. So, um, but yeah, I'm me not. too. I, I find my way to uh, agnostic deism. Deism, you're a deist. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hesitate to call myself a deist, but oh. And I, I frequently concede that I actually do find that to be like if I had to guess. Right. That's all but, it is, really. Yeah. So like and I guess it is like a lot of this stuff does come down to semantics, but I hesitate to call myself a deist because I don't really know and I don't really have any. And while I do find that to be the most likely in a certain sense, it's not like I, it's not something I'm comfortable being like, yeah, that's what I am, because it's like I have nothing to base it off of. I'm just like. It is to some extent. I'm like that would make things easy to explain. <laughs> you, you've, heard the, you've heard the clockwork argument, right? Yeah, I've heard the clockwork argument. Yeah. I've also heard good arguments against it. I'm not really. Yeah, I, I can't really spout them off the top of my head, but uh, there are a lot of good arguments against the clockwork. Okay. Argument. Well, I'm not as well but, read as I like to be, so maybe I missed some yeah. of those good arguments along the way. Yeah. So, but it, it's still to some extent, it is like it does explain a lot. So you're like, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if you're a uh, God. Who is it? Um, Lovecraftian guy, are you a big fan of Lovecraft? Not huge, not huge. Yeah. The material I, I've enjoyed what little I've been exposed to. Yeah, I've never read any Lovecraft, but I've gone on like YouTube like uh, rabbit holes before. Yeah, and I, I always found theirs to be interesting because like their god, like their ultimate god in Lovecraft is I think Azathoth, I believe is his name, and mm. literally he's a dreaming god, and all of reality is just his dream. And one day he'll wake up and it'll be over. <laughs> oh, and, and he doesn't. He, he, Cthulhu. Wait, is that Cthulhu? No, it's Cthulhu not? is one of the minor gods in that. Oh. Like so, but the okay, ultimate, so like, was, yeah, there's like a whole hierarchy that. of gods. Yeah, in that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. D and D has the same thing. Yeah, but no, it is. I always found that to be like the one that made the most sense to me because it's like, like the Azathoth character, like he doesn't like hate us, but he also doesn't care about us. So it's just like we just were a byproduct of right, you know, exactly. Like that's, so, I mean, that's that's how God <laughs> must be if there's a if there's a creator. Um, despite everybody's, uh, you know, testimonies to the contrary, I'm fairly certain that people interpret events, uh, in accordance with what they already believe, which means that a lot of Christians who've had a lot of experiences that they couldn't otherwise explain, explained it away with their, their faith or superstition. Mm -hmm. So that, no, no, there's no way. Uh, but, but God, you know, if there's a creator, um, he like, he has to have like nothing to do with what's going on right now. Like either way. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. There, there's multiple different ways to explain it, but I do like a, the traditional uh, Christian explanation of a love and all knowing, all loving, all powerful God. Like it is kind of like I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people have gone to this. The fact that like all of those characteristics put together are contradictory. So like I hesitate to believe that. Like and I'm not right. even necessarily necessarily saying that, that if there is a God, he's evil. I just like. I don't necessarily think he has our best intentions in mind either. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I hesitate to believe that. Like, you, I don't know. Like, some of the the aspects of like creating uh, us, it, it just, and then the aspect of whether there's, you know, if we're going by the traditional Christian God, the fact that there's like a hell, and you know, like everything, 
and he knows everything you know like like they didn't talk about hell in the bible they they talked about they talked about some place they talked about that place outside of town that they burned you know bodies or or something the plague i don't remember what they did on on the on the, the death hill but um you know like that all the context that goes into the cultural homogeny that was expressed in the Bible in the Old Testament, especially, but even the New Testament, very thick veil of, of, you know, cultural context. If you don't have it, how can you understand everything that's going on? And then you have the, however many iterations it's been written, you know, and rewritten that Christians just have to tell themselves, comfort themselves with the notion that uh, it was written correctly each time. And that King James and all the other Kings that had it written, I had nothing to do with the actual content. I'm sure they would have put their stamp on anything. I mean, our government puts its stamp on only the best products, you know, just so, probably doing the same thing back then too. Yeah. No, I used to be way more knowledgeable on this thing, especially when I was really going through the, uh, and this is part of why I'm able to have conversations with, it's funny. It's like a double-edged sword. Like I'm able to have these kind of conversations without being contentious with like individuals like Jacob, but I'm also less prepared because I'm not as like, I don't care as much because like when I used to, when I was, because I did grow up in the church and it was a huge part of my life and it was a big deal to me. And then as like, I slowly, I guess, quote unquote, lost my faith or more or less just realized like, I'm kind of like this, none of this makes any fucking sense to me. Like I, I, I I, like, I did really get into like the logic of it. Cause it was like, when I was first getting to, I was like, I really want to like, I don't want to make sure this is just me like being flipping. I don't like, I really want to make sure that I'm not doing something stupid here by like, you know, kind of backing off of this. And I really yeah. went into the logic of it, all of it. And I really was well-versed on all this stuff yeah, but because yeah. of the fact that I cared so much to some extent, it kind of made me that angry atheist archetype, right? But like that also kind of made me a bit of an asshole, like I cared <laughs> so much, but like now that I've kind of like, you kind of eventually get to a point where you're like, all right, cool. I grasp all this. I get it. Like I'm content with my position and then you, mm-hmm. I guess I just didn't dabble in that pawn anymore. And then I kind of right. lose a lot of those logical tools and a lot of stuff that I yeah. used to really the arguments. Cause uh, the, we talked about the uh, clockmaker argument that like, I used to, I, I used to be able to spell off the arguments against it, but right. like now I, I can't even, cause I don't care. Like I kind of, I got my, I would be even rustier if like Facebook hadn't come around in the, you know, 2010s and, and given me a, a, a place to just get into the most lengthy arguments possible yeah exactly that's where a lot of my uh deep uh argumentation happened on was on right. facebook which i got really good at it uh right. yeah, junkie jeff uh he's always on the screen he said atheist are the reasons i don't call myself an atheist yeah no i don't don't get me wrong i say all the time i say that about agorists as well that like agorists and atheists are like the worst things about agorism and atheism yeah uh, a lot of like atheism is just like people that don't like it or just misunderstand what it is but the most vocal atheists are usually the most annoying ones. But to be fair, kind of like I just presented here, they're usually the ones that are like probably in the midst of like kind of uh, in that turning point in their life to where they're really invested in it. And the more I, the more I learned about it, the less invested I became in it because the more certain I became. And by certain, I don't mean I knew more that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on unsure ground with this whole Christianity thing. So it's like, I, I don't know. At some point, you're like, I'm I'm comfortable with saying I don't know. And then exactly. I'm, I'm cool yeah, yeah. It takes time that. though to come out yeah. of that stuff yeah. with all your relatives going the other way, swimming the other way. It's it's amazing that anybody comes comes out and does the the opposite that the family did. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm wondering if you uh, just conky made me comfortable with calling myself libertarian. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, Konkin's cool. I like Konkin a lot, but I do. I will say a lot of the aggressors that I meet online, or, uh, or a lot of the argumentation that some of them make, or even then some of the uh, way they present themselves uh, makes me uncomfortable with calling myself an aggressor. But I try to reclaim that by uh, being one of them, trying to be one of the more prominent ones out there, uh, and you know, trying to also persuade some of the other aggressors to make better arguments. Uh, which I think we'll get into that a little bit later in the end. Uh, I want to know if you have any other thoughts on the whole religion episode I had with uh, with Daniel or Jacob because actually did, I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, yeah. I did. I think. Uh, I mean, I guess obviously I, I named it. I think I titled. I don't remember if I titled. I titled like "Atheist Owns Theist." Was like a joke, right? Yeah, as a joke. <laughs> I just saw that title today. I, I actually didn't know how the whole system worked, and I was like thinking that the premiere. I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch this right one, and you guys actually do it, and I didn't realize that. I'd already seen you guys, you know, before everybody else because of the patron thing. So, uh, yeah, I was just like waiting. I set my alarm. I was like, all right, all right. And then I was like, what? This is a rerun. What? But anyway, <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah, no, I republish it later. To, I take yeah. it down, republish it later. Uh, oh, but as far as the religious thing, um, I mean, I think people's beliefs, I guess what needs to be said about religion in general is all that would need to be said in, in a scenario like you and Jacob sitting down and talking about this stuff, right? So um, what you believe uh, has everything to do with your trajectory and in, in this one short life that we have guaranteed, right? So what you believe is important. What you believe causes you to see your world uh, in, in specific ways, which generate specific emotions, which lead to a particular quality of life, right? So, so I think for me, I had to come to terms with um, coming out of the church that uh, God wasn't giving me any special power to do his bidding, to be a better person. I had to re I had to realize, first off, that everything wasn't sin. And once I realized that I could live my life, I was free. Like I was I had to been a slave to a, a like a, a monkey's simplistic version of a, of a once perhaps vibrant ideology. You know, like contemporary Christianity is ridiculous. Mm. And uh, so. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm freer now to do good than I ever was. And it wasn't even just because of the whole heaven and hell thing. How did they ever think that like anyone, Oh, if you, if you ever saw the good place, they make this argument and it's one I, I hate it's a good show, actually. the actors. Yeah. I, but yeah. I, hate, I, I mean, they, they do, they do go some cringy lefty ish areas, they but this is one of the best sitcoms for someone who wants to get into philosophy. Right. Uh, oh yeah. It's I, so just, good. But bear in mind, it's going to skew a little left, but it was like, right. it's, it was. I was actually very surprised with how, like, okay, holy shit, it's like funny. they're yeah, actually go funny and enjoyable and going yeah. into uh, philosophy. It was, so I highly suggest that show for anyone. Else. Yeah, me too, man. That was a really yeah. good one. Uh, we were sad when it ended, but it didn't botch the ending the way so many did. So I'll, I'll, I won't say anything else about that. But I was glad that they they wrapped it up in a peaceable manner. But uh, but yeah, like uh, that. I just think that your beliefs are so important that you shouldn't. I mean, I mean, what, what can you say to someone who's steeped in religion and, and just chosen that for a I don't understand the people who aren't curious, you know? So, but these people, if they're not going to be curious, then they may as well cling to their, their gods um, because I don't have anything to offer them, you know, in, in substitute. I mean, if that's what they need, if that's who they are. If there are really like totally different types of people in this world, um, we, we, you know, we can't go to one another. We have to persuade. So. I just yeah. I don't talk about religion a lot um, anymore because I don't I mean, it doesn't come up. My family doesn't bother me about it anymore. You know, it's yeah. almost almost never. Once one of them starts to die, like someone brings it up, it's like, you know, 
grandpa dies before the he sees the kids baptized you know it's gonna be anyway that kind of shit but uh yeah. but yeah um yeah i just i i my grandfather was a preacher and i was raised in that house and he was a good man he'd made his mistakes but um religion limited his ability to pay attention to uh, some parts of the world and religion or his faith limited his ability to emphasize almost anything but what he what he could perceive as God's will he, whether it's whether it was from the word or from from his feelings but he was a southern baptist so it was mostly not feelings it was mostly the word um you know the only the women in baptist households speak in tongues and uh, and that's just that's just a little known fact i mean that's I, just I, uh, never... something that happens they don't talk about it but uh huh. I'm just I grew up Baptist, but that's not a thing uh, I ever saw. I no. uh, I know I went to some other churches, some of my other friends' churches that weren't Baptist growing up, and they there were some tongues. And I remember coming from a Baptist church; that was weird. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh is this yeah, shit? Dude, it's <laughs> I, I I went to one um a, a few times um because a friend of mine was a Pentecostal, and I wanted to know what it was about because what they were saying was that what I had wasn't the truth, wasn't the whole truth. And I wanted to know because I knew that what I had didn't feel like there was there was no power in it. I was not empowered by by the word of God, you know, so or by by believing in, in Jesus. So um, I wanted to know. So I went and um, and they, they were doing their thing. And it was it was kind of chaotic. And But I could tell I mean, humans, humans are sociable animals. When you have a culture, most people will just go along, get along. You remember that commercial or it was like a not a commercial. It was a little video of um, a, a doctor's office set up, like a, a set up with actors and everybody would stand up at various intervals. But then some, uh, an, a real custom, real patient would come in and sit down and then everybody would stand up around them and they would start standing up whenever the bell would ring and then sitting down. And, and it went on for until almost all the actors were gone and everybody was just doing it. Um, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it is it is there it is weird how much how far the mind can drive you to do certain weird things. Which I mean, to be fair, I don't know, when it comes to Pentecostal stuff, maybe I'm hundred percent wrong and they really were just like feeling the spirit and that's all real. And but I mean, you know, I also find it you know, there are other examples with other, you know, religions or other things where people do similar type phenomenon where it's easily explainable by, oh, they just got caught up in uh whatever and your mind can convince you all sorts of stuff like for I example, I don't, my tongues too you know yeah for example like say something like drugs people can convince themselves all sorts of things they like uh oh it's not really a problem or this or that and and you know anyone you know objectively looking like yeah it's a problem but like <laughs> you know like right so it's the same thing it's like speaking tongues. Be, i'm sorry you know. say that again I, I I say, you're a little thinner than you used to be but yeah. but you know um all right, JC has a super chat, and it was actually something I was actually thinking about bringing up because it's a good point, and it's actually one I somewhat agree with. Uh, he says, uh, or he or she, I'm not sure. JC doesn't really give me a whole lot of context if it's a male or female. But uh, what about the claim that those who worship God end up worshiping something else like materialism, the ego, etc.? I think uh, I'll answer this real quick. Uh, materialism. I uh, this is one thing that like when I've talked to uh, Jacob, he's brought up multiple times. I think materialism thing's kind of really a thin accusation because i like i say i think most especially atheists who have thought it through or deists or, or or agnostics or whatever you want to call yourself uh they would never none of them i don't feel like many of them would strictly call themselves materialists i mean maybe some sure would but like it's more like this is all i have to operate off of so sure if you want to call that materialism i guess but like 
inserting spiritual thinking when I don't have any reason to believe it makes no sense. But the ego thing, I, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing in some aspects. Uh, I've spoke on before that I'm in, uh, I consider myself an egoist, uh, which is another like kind of like a philosophy that undergirds my uh, libertarianism and other aspects of my thought, uh, which to me, that just means that everything starts with me and works out from there which I think most people think that way, whether they want to admit it or not. And even in the context of, you know, you have a large family. I have my wife and two kids. I, to some extent, I consider them to be damn near synonymous with myself. So like they are the most important things for me. And really it's the most logical way of looking at the world, in my opinion, because it's kind of like uh, things that matter to you are things that actually impact you and then go out from there. I know a lot of people like, Oh, you don't care about people dying in Yemen or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not that I don't care. Just like care about my kids more than that. Like, you know, like, you know, well, like speaking to the, the super chat. Um, yeah. You know, you and I both uh, had to find like our own morality um, after getting indoctrinated by the church. So we had God. And I don't know about you, but I did not find that it made me a moral person. I found that it was in my way. Like true morality comes after the carrot and the stick are already gone. They're put down there on the ground. Then you yep. can walk as a full grown man or a full grown human being. Until then, how can you take full responsibility for yourself? You've got God over your shoulder. So being not being a Christian actually frees you to be moral rather than being like leashed by knowing every good deed you do. If anyone sees it, you don't get a part of that prize. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's ridiculous. That's a silly you know, system. That's not even creative. Yeah. I will say there is definitely a grain of truth to it. And I've even conceded many times along my talks to whenever it comes to like religious stuff. Uh, I do think uh, a lot of times many atheists will find themselves kind of uh, like Junkie Jeff says the state is the new god. And I do think that's a common problem where, you know, say something like progressivism where people just end up, you know, swapping one for the other. And then and then you'll hear a little like uh, isms go around where like everyone has their own god, has a god or everyone has a religion. And it's like, OK, I mean, I guess, sure, if you broadly define religion or god, sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you like. Like I even just conceded, I consider myself an egoist. So I guess you could say I'm my own god. There you go. But I mean, that's a very. Uh, I, mean, I would the, think that the word that god, means, it's yeah, charged it, now in yeah. the American con yeah. you know dialect. It's charged. It means this great, big, gigantic, singular entity, right? For for Americans, it means some singularity. None of us could possibly be god in that scenario. But yeah. if you accept that you are um, your own leader, your own guide in this life, and that there's nothing, no safety net that you can absolutely count on uh then it's just you and the in nature it's just you and nature and the universe and what you leave behind your kids and then and, and what you taught them and that's fine it's enough it's enough for now i mean as i get older maybe i'll get more fearful of, of of death but it's been fine i've actually felt like i've gotten like more and more prepared for death as i as i age yeah uh i mean i'm still only like 30 so I mean, don't get me wrong, there is, maybe there is some aspect of me as I get older, I'll be like, just get scared of death and, you know, revert. But like, I, I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, uh, it's not something I'm really concerned about at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. But like, my point too, that I was kind of getting at is that like, when people say the like everyone has religion, everyone has a God. It's like, sure, if you broadly define these things, sure. But they, right. like, it's kind of a, the, the biggest uh, thing going around or just went around for a minute. I guess it wasn't even the biggest. It was a minor thing in the in the movement. Is uh, there was like a couple debates about whether the Mises Caucus was a cult, and it was like, okay, sure, if you broadly define a cult, like okay, yeah, but you can yeah. broadly. But then at that point, you water got, terms. Yeah, but then, that, I mean, you could water all. Why don't you just water all the terms? All the words are watered yeah. now. Nothing means anything. Let's just stop talking, right? I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. 
So and like, yeah, I, and, and I'm someone who says uh, words are subjective. So yeah, in, in that, not that subjective, right? <laughs> yeah. So like with that, like the Mises caucus is a cult, and I, I've d- done all my algorithm uh, talks too. So I'm not not technically even a Mises caucus supporter. I'm friendly with a lot of them, and I'm, yeah, I go to the convention stuff, but I don't do any of the other shit. I just hang out yeah. with the homies. But like, uh, so technically, in a certain sense, yes, the Mises caucus is a cult. But that's only if you're broadly defining it to an insane level. And at that point, you could just call all social organizations cults. So right. like, well, well, not even a bad thing at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm on a cult. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing with the God religion thing. Like, sure. Okay. Like, if you want to, if you want to define me not believing in a, 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 not asserting there's some, I don't know, uh, some deity out there. And then yeah. I, I essentially derive everything for myself. If you call that me making myself a God, sure. But I don't really attribute any uh, supernatural aspects to myself whatsoever. So, right. uh, okay. Man, <laughs> we ascend in humility, you know? Yeah. That's what we do. So that's, that's the next iteration. We are, you know, the ones who don't, don't cling to a God. I feel like that's philosophically, that's, that's a next iteration kind of situation, you know? Like, like, I feel like God's just going to mean less and less. Yeah. Uh, Junkie Jeff, I'm just one sacred text away from an actual having an actual religion, but who could be arse writing a sacred, sacred text in this day and age? I'm guessing you're British. <laughs> <We're saying laughs> ours. Uh, or that or you're evading the uh, the YouTube how it can be, because uh, I know sometimes it won't bring it up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Scientology is for you. I don't know what to tell you. I know Eldron Hubbard wrote that all all that stuff a few decades ago. There might, there oh, might be some Wheel of Time there. is popular right now. I would go for that. As if you're just going to believe in a a fantasy, then I would go for Wheel of Time. <laughs> Even though the Amazon series sucks, uh, but the books were good enough to make up for it. All right, let's uh move into like family stuff. Uh, yeah. You you uh, not British Irish. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, makes more sense. Uh, you you have a huge family. Uh, you've been married for a long ass time. I've been married for ten years. Uh, yeah, just to good. Give context Goes by fast. Yeah, yeah. No, I have uh, I have two kids. I have a twelve year old. I have a nine year old. Whoa. Uh, are, you, you know, are you done? Nine years. Uh, your last one was born nine years ago. I want to have. Okay, I called an Irishman a Brit. Ouch. I have no idea. I'm literally looking at a ch- uh, thing. All he said was arse. That's all I think I had to go off of, JC, <laughs> uh, you know, in the chat. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I'd like to have another kid at some point. Right now, it's not a great time for me to have another kid personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they're older, so they're, they're already a hassle. We have all our other stuff going on. I would like to have another one at some point, but I really want to get to a point. I know everyone says there's no perfect time to have a kid, and I'm I agree with that because I've had two kids, and there's no perfect time to have a kid. He's like, yeah, no perfect time, still yeah, not perfect. But, but I I really do want to have, be more set up. I'm not saying I want things to be perfect. I want to be in a position because especially with my kids, and I had, I mean I told you I, it was like just a year ago or so that I got out of active duty, uh, so I spent most of their life in like you know working right. you know. Uh, essentially, uh, I mean, I only deployed once, so it wasn't even like I had that bad. I, but I, yeah, yeah, but like, so I was gone for a while. I, I wouldn't want like, so I, I, I worked basically a eight hour day every day. Some days twelves, but I, I just really want to set my life up to be, uh, you know, I guess this kind of plays into like agorism as well too. But like, I want to, you know, be more entrepreneurial, more at home, more stuff yeah. like that. Have be able to set my own hours. And I'm already work. I'm as time goes on, my life's getting more and more there. And I would, I want to be more there before I have another kid. That way, I can. I want to really be able to enjoy their youth, you know, because I feel like I missed that. I mean, yeah. What we did was we just put the oldest ones to work after about four years. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so it's it's circular. It's kind of yeah. like the infinity symbol, but made of people, little kids doing all this work. <laughs> you know, it yeah. just runs on its own. It's like. 
I mean, basically, we're just keeping a low profile because as soon as someone realizes what we've done, they're going to be like, he discovered infinite energy. And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> it's a human centipede of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we've had that thought too, but it'd be like, I mean, yeah, def- it definitely would be easier in some senses to have a kid right now, but I really just want to be able to put in the time and really be able to, uh, you know, I also like you, you, uh, you mentioned you homeschool and that's actually something I would like to be able to do because my kids are both in normal school. I, I have yeah. them both in a, I think they're both in a charter school right now. So, yeah, but like, I, I don't want to do that. can be good. I yeah. Mean, I, mean, I hope yours is good. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they were in one this year. We're moving to another charter one because they weren't a fan of this one. I would prefer to homeschool, but like for one, it would be a real pain in the ass for me and the wife right now with our current situation. But I also have a hard time getting my wife on board. If I was to have another kid, I would have to like put the foot down and be like, honey, this one we're homeschooling. Like, we're homeschooling. Like, yeah, yeah so. homeschooling is we, – we're having to relearn how to do it, even though we did it for tens of thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, we just forgot in the last century, and um, it's it's not complicated. You you know, uh, there are obstacles. There are sacrifices that you, you – adjustments you would need to make as a family, but um, you're really just letting them hang around while you do your thing. And if you do it from home, that's even better. You know, figure out a way for them to participate. They, they're, they're a 12 year that knows uh, knows how to, you know, podcast, how to edit a video, how to do, you know, any number of marketable skills. You know, that's how that's how it is. And then if you run out of things to teach them, how many friends do you have? What does your community look like? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's very I mean, that sounds very agoristic. I don't mean for it to be like mm-hmm. that. I just mean to avoid public schools. It would be worth it just to put a little more time and uh, and, and to figuring out what it would take, what at least what the cost would be, you know, yeah. what the. If you can tangibly say this is what the cost would be, a lot of times it's not as scary as it as it first sounds. Yeah, no, I I agree. I uh, that's like I would want to homeschool, and I and I actually do. It is annoying how the state has uh, even now, like with homeschooling, they still have like a uh, oh, you have this testing, you have to do, you have to do this thing, you have to do that. You well, have all these stupid hoops. Yeah, yeah Florida, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have all these stupid hoops. I mean, I don't know what state you're in and what the rules Oklahoma. are there. Okay, well maybe they're more chill there because oh, yeah. I actually am a big fan of like kind of what you were alluding to there that. I don't even necessarily, I mean, I know this sounds revolutionary to anyone who buys into the public education system, but it really is just like, uh, okay, just live your life and just bring your kid with you. Like, okay. Precisely. Like, like the fucking <laughs> pavement. How did we survive for millions of years? You know, like that's how we survived. Yeah. That one, yeah and it's not it's that crazy. Care. Like dad, what are we doing? Like, well, right now I'm, bi- I'm meeting with a client and I'm going to do this job. And, oh, how do you do that? Well, this is what we're doing. Uh, right. You know, okay. Grab a. I need you to go grab the tape measure while I do this or, or whatever. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's what the child labor laws stole from, from yeah. families, the nuclear family, that, which what was actually it was an extended family at the time, right? It didn't turn into just a nuclear family until a little bit later. But, but yeah, that's what that shit stole from us. That's, that's significant. And when we get it back, it's going to be significant too. Yeah. And that's not to say too that they wouldn't, they couldn't, and, and like people go, oh, were they just going to like, they're not going to understand science, history, blah, 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 et cetera. Like, like no that's not all like for one you would inspire them to learn things like for example like uh i know i i did well in school i was a smart kid i was mostly a's and b's like if anything i was like a lazy kid because school was so easy for me Mm -hmm. but like i've learned far more as an adult than i did as a kid because i actually just like you know whether it be podcasts you know audiobooks uh just going down you know wikipedia wormholes whatever like i've just never stopped learning yeah so by giving them this like set number of years they have to attend this institution uh and then they get out and then they have to go to college which is kind of a bummer but they got all these peers that are equally as crazy you know and and uh, and suppressed as they've been 
or self-repressed. And, uh, and you know, so you don't learn for a while and you pick up a few more things and then you finally join the real world. That's insane. Like, and you think you're done learning. You think I'm going to go do this job. I'm going to make the money that I paid to make, but you paid for nothing that that company could have trained you four years earlier. You know, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no. And it's like, I know a lot of people kind of look down on what we were kind of alluding to and it's like, Okay, but you know, you're actually learning marketable skills. You know, say if you're tailing around, and I don't even know, we're not even specifying whatever uh, mother, father you're following around when they do whatever uh, right, job. Yeah. You know, like we don't even know, like, and, and there are like, they can obviously learn other skills, but they, they actually will have something as opposed to just coming out of school and be like, well, I know a lot about science. You know, like, okay, well, cool. Like, what, what, right. I don't know what to do with that. Like, unless and you, you uh, added a little community and uh, you got, how many parents in a neighborhood, you know, how many, how many uncles and cousins think like you have to have trust. You have to build trust. You have to know, be able to have a way to verify people because you're not going to give your kids to just anyone. But that being said, these are, these are the people that you're going to mutually defend your neighborhood with, you know, this, this in an agri, like a, in a uh, free society, your neighbors mean a whole lot more to you. And, uh, you know, so if, if the kids get to hang out with an astronaut one day, you know, like they just learned something about that that day, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. A carpenter, whatever it is. Yeah. And that was a, one of the beautiful things with the lockdowns. I feel like I got I got a whole lot closer to my neighbors and I'm still not like close with my neighbors, but like we're still close enough to where it's like if one needs something like and I, I uh, just to give you a little uh, background, I, I do live in an area where everyone like uh, I technically live in an HOA, but like Ooh. basically all it does is pay for the roads. That's literally no, all it pays for. Huh? Yeah, That's and uh, yeah, the air, the the neighborhood we're in, everyone's deeded for an acre or more. Like, not there's nothing, nobody has less than an acre in this neighborhood because it's like wow. the way that the neighborhood was set up. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, like we all have some land, but like we all are, we do have like we don't have a lot of neighbors, but we all know who who, who this guy is, what he does. Right. Like I have neighbors that will be like, uh, we all pretty much are all armed. Uh, like yeah. I have neighbors that'll be like, hey, I'm out of town. Can you keep an eye on my neighbor? And then like, he'll even like one of my neighbors will like, Oh, something tripped my alarm. Can you just go look around the property real quick? Right. Yeah, sure, no problem. Stuff like, like that. Group or have you ever, have you ever seen the 411? Is it 411? 411. I no. The, the, <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard things about that. Themselves. But, uh, but it's, it's on an app. And, uh, so you would just get your friends all in on it. And it's just a real easy way to uh, like find each other if you need to quickly or, notify each other of, of something important i mean like it's just, it's, our lives aren't war zones so it's not like it comes in handy every day but yeah. if it ever does you'll be glad that you had it yeah no we uh we all have uh we all have each other's numbers so uh, i mean we don't have a group chat but if it ever came to that we could easily make one right um, right right but uh, all right, let's move into the next up. I kind of want to you you just today actually. I saw you uh, put a lengthy comment on uh, my Dave and Sal episode, which I thought it was live. My bad, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but uh, so that was a uh, kind of politics versus agorism, roughly. Although like a lot of people were expecting like a, a debate debate that it was, but that's not what it was. And I never even marketed it as it as such. The uh, thumbnail kind of implied it, but whatever. I'm, pl I'm yeah. It up a little bit. I think Sal felt like it was supposed to be a debate, but then I don't know. I mean, I like Sal. I like Sal a lot. I'll, I'll say that a lot, but I, I do. I, I think some of the points he went down. Uh, yeah. You know what, let me get your thoughts because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I think so I think you could easily tell kind of where I'm coming from if you watch that episode. Yeah. That like, while me and Sal both are agorists, I think we take very different lines of argumentation. Uh, mm -hmm. I I take the practical, uh, or pragmatic, uh, uh route essentially, All whereas you take 
he takes the moral argument route, which I actually yeah. find to be very lacking. Right. Uh, and that's where we disagree. <laughs> I, we were, I was just talking about this with my wife today. Like morality is just like one strand of the fiber that makes up who we are. Right. So we're not always acting morally. There are many, many actions that have no moral implications whatsoever. And we shouldn't see them that way because it really fucks with our heads. And that's one problem with the church. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, you don't moralize things that like uh, you don't need to moralize it. There's no way to get everybody who would vote in a race to instead plant a garden. You're never going to do it. There's a reason they're not planting a garden. Otherwise, they'd be planting a garden. And uh, I think Keith Knight pointed out that uh, it's really a matter of division of labor when it comes to the movement. Uh, yeah, as we think of it, we think of it as a, as a you know, uh, overall an aggregate because we're glad that we have family and friends now that, that think like we do. But um, there's never, there's never there's never a, a need for conflict between the two paths because those people weren't going to be doing anything else with their time anyway. So it's great that they're making an effort. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and my, my biggest point when it comes to that would be, I just think your efforts could be used better, better elsewhere. Um, Cause I mean, let's be real. If you're I'm someone like, knocking on doors uh, saying this or that, there are probably other things you could be doing that are a little bit better with your time. I, right. I and, and that's kind of the more of the point I'm trying to get across to some people is like I, I get that that's what you think you think, and, and maybe in some aspect you are doing something that is moving the needle forward. But I think you'd be better off doing something like say for you. I don't I don't know what your job situation is, but you uh, you you obviously have a larger family. You have seem to have a lot of stuff going on. You obviously have some entrepreneurial ventures going on. Stuff like that is I'm like instead of that is stuff that you could be working on as opposed to knocking on doors or whatever. Right. And, and uh, like, and it's not to say, I know a lot of people always bring up the division of labor argument. Yeah, sure. Okay. Kinda. But that doesn't mean that every, every uh, bit of labor is productive. <laughs> so, That's like, true. That's true, yeah. man. People vote all the time for no reason at all. You might as yeah. well just stay at home. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it, it, to me, like when people try to always, and obviously this is being a little silly, but like, somebody goes oh you know just division of labor and it's like okay well that guy's shitting in the yard is is that productive and you're like division of labor <laughs> he part of the pie he's outside the pie he, he's the one that flips poops yeah. on the chess table and flips it yeah. off and it's like oh. okay cool i mean i guess you're like getting rid of your waste from your body but like hey buddy uh you probably could do this and be a little bit better like and it's not and obviously i'm not saying that like nothing good at all comes out of so for example like uh dave smith who uh I've come some become something between a friend and an acquaintance with him. And uh, I, I love the guy. Uh, I do think that he will probably on his end, move the needle needle forward a lot, you know, when it comes to so. like so far as, you know, convincing people. But then the problem becomes, I think there also becomes a lot of people who get sucked into like the door knocking and shit like that. I brought up before. Where it's like, yeah, right. where it's like you could be making something of your life. And then I also do think that people who become door knockers usually aren't people who have, I mean, this is speaking in generalities, uh, yeah. but these uh, these people. Uh, oh, Juggy Jeff brings me but does human shit count as manure as fertilizer? See, there you go. It's uh, you're you're creating it's fertilizer. fertilizer. So th there is still a positive to even shitting the yard. It's just like you can still clean it up something better. <laughs> like that's that's nasty yeah. shit. You don't want that in your yard. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm speaking generalities, but I, I think generally speaking, the kind of people who end up there tend to not usually be the people that completely have their life together. And I. Uh, I think we'd be better off, and this is a little bit of a Jason Stapleton thing, which I think is an almost, uh, in some ways, the Jason Stapleton thing is just a rebranded agorism, and I've said this before, 
I, I do think there is something to improving your uh, station in life does far more than, uh, and this is, I guess, kind of plays right. into like, you know, my thoughts when it comes to egoism and self, everything starts from yourself. So instead of, and it's not to say there's no benefit in, you know, uh, you know, trying to get people to become uh, libertarians or, or t talking to people about these things. But I think there's a far more of a value to be put on improving yourself and living the life. And that will th then actually, I think, end up creating more people and also put yourself in a better position to be able to do that. When so. you do live the life, um, you know, all those actions that you take that are unique to your lifestyle uh, are examples. So you're right about that. Like you're you're showing people how to do it as opposed to just talking in theory um, on podcasts like we like to do or whatever else. You're actually demonstrating and, and the whole like the mirror neurons and the way we like human nature we we follow but like good ideas don't have to like they really don't require force like uber when it came around you didn't have to like buy everybody's loyalty they were like oh yeah fuck taxi companies you know uh they just threw it out the door because it was a pain in the neck so a lot of a lot of pain points we haven't even recognized yet but one day it's going to be solved and we're just going to toss the next bit of state you know out and it's people that show us the way that that can be parroted and and success can be repeated. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on that episode before we go and uh, kill it? Because uh, uh, I think we kind of touched on it. But uh, yeah, this has been a fun conversation so far. Uh, JC says Paris Hilton said it first. Stop being poor. That's actually there's something to that. I do think there is definitely something to yeah. stop being poor. <laughs> and that's not to say it's bad to be poor. I just think it's better to. Uh, it's kind of a what's the, the the line in the Bible, you know, uh, focusing on the speck in someone's other side, whether there's a plank in yours or whatever. Right, it's a, you the know, plank being the yeah. one that made a hole in your pocket, so all the money <laughs> went out. So. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah. So oh, before, go good uh, do, end on that. <laughs> do, you, do you have any other thoughts uh, before we uh, go ahead and kill it? Because this this has been a good conversation. I've really enjoyed it. We'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, anytime. Uh, Dave, I he of course he's a good debater, um, and and he didn't. But he wasn't even challenged. It would have been nice to see someone like when when he uh, debated. Was it him that? No, it was actually was it Sal? No, it was Jeremy Coffin that debated uh, McArdle. No, you're, you're thinking topic. of Matt Erickson. Oh, was it Matt Erickson? It was him and the so. uh, representing the New Hampshire thing. And then wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. You're right. That was Kaufman. Because uh, I guess Kaufman did have a debate with. McCarthy. And they had a very similar debate. I don't. But they actually yeah. kind of mm. went after each other a little more. Like the mm. the one on your show. Uh, was was hobbled by um sal trying to turn it into something that it couldn't be you can't turn agorism against um like directly you can't use it like a weapon if you moralize it uh it, it becomes impotent you know you people stop listening to you just just as like they stop listening to christian you know moralizing christians and moralizing anybody right moralizing left they're always moralizing mm -hmm. nobody yeah. listens to them uh so you can't moralize and persuade uh so like that's a good reason not to take things as moral you know things because yeah. now you're looking at it morally and you can't help but moralize anyway yeah. sorry um, no i i uh, uh to touch on that a little bit i do remember actually me and sal are currently working on new libertarian manifesto live ring series and we're, we're dang near to the end and i do remember looking through it because like uh this was my uh going through it again i kind of was like refresh myself with some of Conkin's arguments and this isn't to say i'm like see Conkin is a prophet or like i buy everything he says but I, I don't I don't re recall anywhere in there whatsoever that it ever completely relied on a moralistic argument at all. He he always would kind of allude to that there are multiple ways to make this argument. And I don't recall him ever saying explicitly a moral argument. 
He might so, have just said that, that was the best. Like maybe he was he was in favor of agorism. Yeah. But you know, he acknowledged that there were other paths that were a little yeah. more craggly and and overgrown. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to like the, the moral thing, I, I don't really find there to be a strong moral argument there, but I also don't find that to be, I find a lot of times, uh, and I'm not accusing Sal of this at all. I like Sal. Um, and I think in some, uh, this happens in other, um, you know, ideologies as well, or, or people advocating for certain practices or whatever. A lot of people will insist on the moral argument when it's not really necessary or right. applicable. You make a point. And, yeah, and it's almost like it, they feel like if we don't have the moral argument, we don't have the argument. It's like, well, there's other arguments. Right. You don't have to have a moral argument. Right. Um, and like that's kind of my argument. point. You like to talk about the egoist argument. That's a perfect yeah. example of not the moral argument. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, JC, thanks again for another super chat. Two bucks. I appreciate it. Michael Cock, Mike Cock. Uh, who's this guy? <laughs> Where is Toad? Uh, I know I. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I tweet this out when I when I stream these I stream these from the Tower Power Hour uh, Twitter account uh, just because it's larger and to kind of give us more of a, a network effect kind of deal. Uh, this is I, this is not a Tower Power episode. Just to let you know if you thought that <laughs> he I knows that he's messing with me. Yeah, I, I know he's probably messing yeah. with me. Uh, I appreciate the the uh, the fucking uh, the the super chat though. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, uh, and I guess I could say this to the chats. Uh, I I think I mentioned the last episode. Tower Power Hour has been nuked from YouTube for anyone who's not aware. So if you are if you are watching this, go to Odyssey and follow them there. Uh, we are rebuilding on Odyssey. I mean, we already had an Odyssey account to begin with, but we got nuked. Apparently, they don't. Uh, YouTube is not a fan of comedic tournaments about <laughs> genocide. <laughs> I can't imagine why. That's weird. That yeah, one, I don't get all, it. Of all of them, that, that one triggering it. That's it's kind of weird. It was kind of funny. We had Adam Kukesh on, and yeah, that was the last episode on YouTube. Yeah, said, yeah, I remember one. that episode. Yeah, and it wasn't even that. Uh, I I laughed. I didn't make that episode, but I watched it, and I, I laughed. I was like, "Dude, we have had way worse episodes." There's no way this is our last um, episode. Yeah, like not, y'all didn't even really go after Kokesh. Like I, I I went for blood. I was there for to, to just watch the you know the meat grinder, but no, nope. uh, Top Lobster was the only one who came through for me. I feel like you know. No, I did that on purpose. I actually was the one who told them to do that. I did that on purpose because oh, I was like, you? everyone's going to expect, you know, going for blood. And I think Kokesh will as well. So it'll actually be better if you start out joking around. And if you do end up getting into it later, cool. But like, you know, at least wait a little while, do a little bit of the tournament, make it comedic yeah. before it, it goes there. Like, did you see yeah. how he got off? Uh, he was like, he was off. Like, yeah, he was high and he wasn't at peace. It was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good way to disarm your enemies. Like, completely, yeah, completely, <laughs> completely throw them off. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Uh, I think we're at an end here. We've hit all the, the topics. It's been a good conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your support, of course. Of course. I mean, I you I really like that you would have. I know this is going to sound a little bit like pandering because we're alive, but uh, it's totally cool that you have that as an incentive. I know that you probably get a few weirdos uh, along the way, but it's really like I supported you half because I like your content, but also half because you give us an opportunity to do something that no one else is giving us an opportunity to do. So I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, and for anyone who's watching it, I mean, all you got to do is give me 10 bucks one time and uh, you know, <laughs> and you can do it. Yeah, um, you worth know, it. So, yeah, hit me up. Is I mean, I've had other – I've only had, uh, you know, one other guy taken up on it. So, I mean, if you guys want to do it, you know, go for it. I mean, uh, you know – 
but yeah, uh, and all yeah. you got to do is have some good topics to hit on, and uh, we'll do it. I mean, obviously, if you give me something, I have no idea what to talk about whatsoever. If you're like, let's talk about string Space theory, or, yeah, <laughs> say what you say, SpaceX. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I I can't talk on that, or right. and it, or even can be as simple as, hey, you should get this guy on and talk about this, and I, I may consider it. So right. I mean, it's not like a done deal. So don't get offended if you give me ten bucks and I say I can't do that because you know we gotta be have some sort of, of level of reasonability. Move to the next one. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. With that, if you want to go ahead and drop whatever plugs you got, I already dropped the plugs at the beginning. I don't want to yep. bore these guys. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, it's it's been a privilege that I paid for, and I'm happy to have paid for uh, to come on with you, man. It's it's nice talking. No, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll definitely have to do something again. I mean, if we have any other topics to come up, you feel like you can speak on, or if there's yeah. any other episodes I have that you feel like you have a lot to say, let me know. I'm definitely glad to do it again. Cool. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that for every Patreon patron because uh, right. you never know. You might get some crazy that you're like, yeah. okay, I, I regret giving this opportunity, but I don't <laughs> regret this at all. So if right. you ever... Oh, how he got in, right? That was how he got in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Just <look> around. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you ever, if I ever have an episode or you have some topic that comes up, you feel like you have a lot to speak on or something, definitely hit okay. me up and uh, we'll, uh, we could do it again. Uh, thank you, Poyu, for the $2 super sticker. Uh, it just says super sticker, so I don't yeah. I don't know if that actually means right. like our super sticker. I don't yeah, know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Junkie Jeff, uh, I can't believe cops didn't move forward for the last few episodes in Tower Power. You know what? There's just it's like a lot of people had a lot of suggestions for Tower Power, like well this group or that group, and obviously like cops being like a libertarian theory, you like you would think they would get really far in the thing, but it's like it's also a comedy show. It's like I how much. Care. Like at some the, point, the, the, the movie talkers were what moved forward instead of the cops, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they loved the movie talkers. You guys <laughs> couldn't stop talking about the talkers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's there's way more comedic content there. It's also like cops is like, yeah, sure, in a theory sense, like, yeah, the cops would be the first one to go, but like, maybe they would have won against white women, but not yeah. movie talkers. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, you should put pedos in there or something like that. It's like, okay, but we also yeah, can't obvious. put. Yeah, we can't put things in there. They're just gonna run away with it. <laughs> right. Just like ringers, like oh, that's rig. <laughs> yeah, like this is no fun. Like uh, there's there's nothing. Like how how can you really? But yeah, with that, uh, I have the this is the No Way Jose show. Uh, I'm on YouTube, all the major audio packages, Odyssey as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter at 2020 No Way Jose. If you want to give me money, patreoncom just No Way Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I really appreciate this conversation. This was fun, Jeremy. Uh, I definitely mean it. Uh, we can do it again if you if anything ever comes up. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up. Yeah, or if there's any, I like doing the live reading things. Those are always fun. So if you find some yeah. like something that's kind of brief, oh, that you I have to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, so I noticed you do a lot of books, which is what drew me to you in the first place. I love those episodes. Yeah. Um, but you haven't done um, you 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 sit down with Sal all the time, but y'all haven't done his book. Why why is that? Uh, I haven't got to it yet. That's why. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Like, um, go ahead, sir. That's what I was like. I was gonna um, start laying down some episodes uh, for uh, uh, for that book because like each one you could. It's easy to be do a reading of because it's just uh, so short. Yeah, uh, each chapter. Uh, but yeah, I was just checking. I was just checking. You haven't gotten to it yet. I I, I yeah. respect that. No, I uh, I don't. If I did if I did Sal's anti politics book, I don't think I would do a live reading of it because uh, it's a kind of a thicker book that would be a huge series to do live reading. But I would probably. I, I've considered. I've been kicking around the idea. I have to read it first and see how I feel about it. But uh, anti politics, the anti politics. Yes, that's what you're yeah. talking about, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, each chapter is like two pages, two or three pages long. Yeah. That, okay. I, I mean, maybe some long? of them would be. But I was thinking. I for one, I also haven't read through it yet. 
But right, I was right. thinking I'd probably I, I was thinking I'd probably handle it a lot like I'm handling my anarchist handbook series, which I don't know if you've seen any of those yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I so yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I more just like read it and then bring someone on to analyze it, like right. as opposed to reading it on the series. I think I did do one uh, or maybe even two episodes of the anarchist handbooks that were a live reading of the ep- thing, but. That was because it was like a page or two, and it was like there's not much right. analyzing to be done. Might as well throw it out like it was said, right? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it is a little bit uh, burdensome to like yeah. do a reading when you can have more fun and actually just talk through it. It makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you have something shorter that you ever want to do that, or I mean, if that's something that interests you, have you already read through it yet? I've read uh, through a part of the book. I've just gotten started. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't yet because uh, I am very uh, – I know I'm still uh, – I haven't been churning out the Anarchist Handbook episodes, but I'm still reading it. What I've been doing, and I know this sounds silly, my process is like I've just been continually reading every chapter through and through and through, and like trying to get motivated, trying to get inspiration for who to be a guest, who, right. uh, or, and also yeah, thoughts on it. For example, right now I read the uh, Herbert Spencer one. I think I'm going to try to email Napolitano, see if I can get that set up. That's a Hail Mary. We'll see if that happens. We'll see because that, the, 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 Her, the Herbert Spencer chapter is really cool because uh, anyone's aware of that. It was uh, the essay in that was an excerpt from, uh, I think, like a book of his or some shit mm-hmm. that he ended up pulling later. And it was his little a little mini section on the right to ignore the state. And it's this weird thing where like minarchism and anarchism kind of meet because it was the logical conclusion of like uh like minarchism essentially whereas like where it kind of like meets anarchism and like to where it's like and he's following these same values of liberty where you get there and it it ended up getting removed later because i guess it was kind of like very anarchistic and uh, Herbert Spencer was not an anarchist. Oh, so, so that's why I think for somebody it's like, like a mistake, he made like he, he didn't mean to share that little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know what the motivation for was for removing it, but it was like it was definitely uh is is definitely uh interesting that uh and I think Napolitano may or may not be an ANCAP, but even if he isn't, he's very much like a Ron Paul type to where he's so liberty so minded that we're like even if he is a minarchist, yeah, he probably like, he, would he's be like be anarchist heaven for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even if like Ron Paul, even if he isn't an anarchist, he's such a minarchist to a degree to where it's just semantic and you're basically an anarchist. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> he came from the GOP and he created an anarchist revolution. You know, yeah. like like where we're at now, like so many of us were activated by him and he was in just a, a Republican. You know, it made no sense at all that we would end up anarchists. So it, I, I think so. I think he's a lot yeah. closer to anarchists. Than- yeah. And in a lot of like extreme minarchists you talk to, you'll talk to them and uh, and like you'll 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 actually pick apart at their ideas and you'll realize that it's really just semantics and they're basically an anarchist and not willing oh, to say oh <laughs> waste of time that one i would be frustrated <laughs> if i found out you were yeah. uh, actually an anarchist well it, it's not even that they're necessarily lying to themselves like uh, i've heard people be like well i just think everything should be voluntary but i do think there should be a government and you're like okay well that's anarchy <laughs> government or civil yeah. government whatever you want to call it I guess. like sure yeah. okay okay <laughs> yeah i, I'll I think sometimes i'll say yeah you know there will be governance of various things various systems just like there are today you know your windows needs governance you know there's going to be governance for everything but it's just not going to be in your face telling you what to do yeah uh mike cock again uh good job guys appreciate it another two bucks uh i'm glad you guys uh all you guys came around i do appreciate you guys i keep debating whether i want to ever like 
do these because I do these public live streams and then I take it down. I keep debating whether I want to do it or not, but I, I kind of like the engagement. So as long as you guys yeah. keep going and coming, I will. If you guys stop start dying off, I'll probably just completely put it behind a paywall. Because, but uh, I do appreciate you guys showing up. Uh, I appreciate you, Jeremy. Uh, and with that, I think we're gonna go ahead and kill it. Uh, right. Even though we could keep, we could probably keep going. We'll find something else to go on. This, sure. is, this is a fun <laughs> conversation for sure. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, fun, man. Yeah, appreciate everyone who came up for the stream. Uh, and yeah, uh, do, do, do. all right, and we are done. Take it easy.